Welcome back to Misley Wired, where we help you mortgage wisely and also share industry tips from real estate and financial professionals. Today, I want to talk about the do's and don'ts list that I provide to my clients after they've been pre-approved for financing. And I do actually recommend paying attention to this even before you get pre-approved, way in advance, and try to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success prior to going into your pre-approval. But once you have been pre-approved, I give you a letter and it says that I have confirmed your income, your employment, your assets, and I have run a copy of your credit report, and that is the basis for your eligibility, your qualification. Uh, So when you do find the house of your dreams and you put the offer in and the offer is accepted, you're then in a position to finalize the, the loan. But let's say in that same time, you decided that you wanted to buy a new car. Well, what's going to happen is seven days prior to closing, we're going to do what's called a soft check to your credit report. And that car loan that you, that you recently got could show up on that soft pull. And we're going we're to then need to know how much the payment is, uh, when you got it, who you got it with, and the documentation that we're going to need in order to place it in the file. And I'm not saying that this would disqualify you just in the act of buying a car. It may disqualify you because, remember, we've based your pre-approval on debts that you had at that particular time. If you have a new debt, it could actually throw you above the uh, required debt-to-income ratio limit, which we'll talk about in another audio. But that could throw you out of being qualified. And then we would deny your loan and you would lose the house. So uh, that's one of the bigger things that we see. Uh, Some of the other things that we do also see are uh, moving money around into different accounts. That in and of itself really wouldn't probably disqualify you if the numbers aren't changing. But we do have to do a lot of extra work to document where the money went, where it came came from, and we only have a certain timeline to finish out your commitment commitment on the loan. So that could alter the timeline and push closing off into another date. Or maybe the seller decides they would not want to push that off and they decide to just relist the property and uh, pull you out of the contract altogether. So The third most common thing that we see that is on the do's and don'ts list is, and this is on the do side and and the don't side, and on the don't side, it's don't change your income structure from, let's say, salary to commission or salary to to being self-employed and owning your own business. Uh, The reason is, is that we need to average commission or business income in order to for it to be used. So if you eliminate your salary and you go to commission, even if you're making more money, uh, it, it really doesn't count because we have to average it. We, we need you to have a track record of earning commission or business type income, self-employment income. So that's on the, uh, on the don't side. On the do side, do let us know in advance, way in advance, that you're going to be changing jobs like from one employer to the next Uh, As long as it's uh, 
salaried income, you're in the same line of work, there's no real change in, in the historical nature of your income, there shouldn't be a problem. But it does become a problem with paperwork. We have to then re-verify your income, re-verify your employment. The sooner that we know about these things, the better. So that you know, certainly want to do, reach out to us and let us know that. Thank you for tuning in today and please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or if you'd like to get started on your journey to home ownership and building greater wealth. Take care.